Hello, this is Lady Sarah, and you are listening to The Basement Lounge. Hey guys, this is Mike Shea, and I want to talk to you about Anchor. Yes, Anchor is the brand new free way for you to get your podcast career off and running without any cost to you. Simply download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast to give you everything you need in one place for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds play magnifique without having to worry about all the costly setup. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all of that. And you can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. They set you up with awesome sponsors. All you got to do is record a script, kind of like what I'm doing now, throw it onto your show and start making money. Once again, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get your podcast career off and running right now. Just do it already. Hey guys, this is Mike, and before we get the show started, I wanted to let you know that you can now join the Basement Lounge team by supporting the show on Patreon. Right now, we have a $1 tier that is so full of cool rewards, you'd be a fool to pass it up. Just go to patreon.com slash basementloungepod to sign up right away, and now, on with the show. Grab a drink, pull up a chair, and settle in. Because you're in the Basement Lounge. Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Basement Lounge. Today's guest has been uh, on this show behind the scenes since the beginning. Uh, he was on Mike Talks Funny a couple different times, and it's good to have him back because it seems like every time we have him on, things are growing and changing and getting bigger and better. Coming to us all the way from Los Angeles, California, you might recognize him as one of the voices on the mel- the, 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 the monthly movie Meltdown, Travis <laughs> Diffendurfer. Hi, how's it going? Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey. What's up, man? All what's right, up? good show. All right, thanks, guys. Do it for this week. Sorry. Do it for this hey, week. what's up, man? <laughs> uh, good to have you back. Good to have. Well, good to have you actually on on the basement yeah. lounge um travis is our producer behind the scenes and co-host the monthly movie meltdown with me and it helps some things you do uh, you designed our logo yeah you you helped uh you helped edit the intro to this show so you've, you've been help you've been helpful on a creative level <laughs> that's well you know well you can't always be uh taking everything by the reins and hopping it into submission sometimes you gotta just <laughs> sit back a little bit but you know that being said so the main reason we're having travis on the show today and we we hinted at this when we had him on the finale for mike talks funny is travis has had an undertaking in the realm of podcasting and and creative creativity creative writing (laughs) creative creativity yeah that Um, is an understatement (laughs) uh travis you are the showrunner and star and lead writer of a serialized horror comedy podcast called Dead Serious. Yeah, I I do that. Yeah. <laughs> I do all those things. Tell us tell us you know, tell us a little bit about how Dead Serious came to be, man. Well, so Dead Serious was like something that originally years ago started as this book concept that I have had words. Um yeah, I'm a writer, and I can't get has and have right. Um, 
No, it was like years ago. It was a book concept, and I, I came up with all these characters and a world and like stories and whatnot. But I could never like. I don't know, find the patience to just sit down and write the thing, because I've always been somebody who, like, wants to have a tangible version of what I'm making, because uh, most of my focus has been in short films and some audio production, which is how we met in the first place, was, like, radio in college. But um, uh, jump forward to now, after the concept has been sitting on a desk somewhere for, like, years and um i i'm in this point where i'm like reevaluating things i'm trying to do script writing and like get my feet wet in the industry out here and i was reevaluating the uh what's it called uh got platform i guess for some of my stories and some of my things and i landed on this weird crazy little idea of um podcast because if you've listened to the show you have heard the first season and uh, the first three episodes of that show I had already written years ago as the first three chapters of a book all that I did was change the word like change the wording so that it was audio journals instead of regular old written journals so um it was this weird little evolution thing, but the idea was like one that embedded itself in my head because uh, what's funnier than a zombie who's like totally regretting his choices of becoming undead? So uh, that's that, sort of how it came to be. <laughs> and that's kind of the general premise of the show is is it's about a, the zombie apocalypse and uh, a gentleman who... Uh, through some occult shenanigans, turns himself into a <laughs> sentient zombie of sorts, walking, and, talking corpse. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's 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 a it's a show filled with magic and humor and and black ops and it's just <laughs> it's 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 crazy how many different elements you have lumped into this one show with that. But it also doesn't feel overcrowded, I guess. Yeah, I. I would agree with you, which, um, honestly, I'm surprised by. <laughs> I think it was just how many, oh, excuse me, how many years of, like, forethought I had already had behind this thing that, like, sort of is what has done it. Because, um, I don't know, they always say one of the general rules is that you can only have one kind of magic in a story. But um, I think it's all sort of threaded under one magical concept i guess where um this is like more bigger world things that you, you're probably not going to really get into in the dead serious story maybe some of the side things and whatnot that uh uh magic has always been around and right in front of our faces like witchcraft books and random occult shops and everything they they are real they're effective some of them and um the the more powerful people within this world of dead serious they uh they are using the magic and everything and witchcraft and sorcery to to get what they have. So it's like the top 1% of the world are controlling 100% of the power of the world. And uh, they like that the rest of the general population and stuff doesn't understand magic because it keeps them separated and powerful and everyone else is like their 
little pawns to do what they please with. And that's what I'm assuming everyone who's listening to this has listened to Dead Serious. So I'm going to give some spoilers. And if you haven't listened yet, then pause this episode, go listen, then come back. So It'll take you like an hour to listen to season one. Like that's It's very short. Yeah. It's a different format. But um, the government conspiracy side of that really kind of loops lumps in well with that kind of thought in mind because uh, the experiment that is, you know, the world that they're living in and everything is very much like the greater, more powerful entities of the world playing with their little pawns who don't fully understand. And they're kind of coming to terms with some of their pawns know and aren't completely controllable. And um, it's sort of like watching the the most powerful entities of the world kind of come to terms with the fact that, oh, no, maybe our pawns are more than just pawns. So, And, and uh, you, <laughs> your character is sort of the representative for everyone who has that one percenter mentality. He's such a so. dick. He's such a dick. He really <laughs> is. It's amazing to me, and I'm by no means a one percenter, but with that aside, it's always amazing to me uh, how much my my character and I have in common besides our first name. And every time Travis sends me some new detail he's written about my character, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can relate to that 100% because I have something <laughs> going on in my life mirroring that. And he's always just kind of like, I swear to God, I'm not doing this on purpose. But it kind of feels like <laughs> you are. <laughs> it's just the circumstances of his job aligns with the things that you do so well because he's just yeah. master control. <laughs> yeah. That he, kind of he, thing. He, he, his work environment is so reminiscent of my own. It's it's kind of upsetting, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but you, other than just me, you've got a wild cast of characters and talent uh, on this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, uh, we had Arthur Romeo on here a couple weeks God, ago. what a fucking dude, man. That guy yeah. is... Jesus. <laughs> how, did, we how, are... how did you find God. this guy? So when I moved out here to L.A., which was... Whole fiasco in and of itself. Um, I'm trying to like get into the creative worlds out here because I, I just whatever is up with my brain, I can't sit still. So, um, it was like as soon as I got here, I started trying to find my ways in. Found this LA comedy scene Facebook page. Um, I think you might have helped direct me to that, but um, there I just was like putting together the concept for the show, I was talking to you about it, and putting all those pieces together and I put this weird little like casting feeler out there on this Facebook page after um, we had already like gotten through most of the first season of stuff because I knew the characters, I knew where I was going. Um, so I put this feeler out there and um, Arthur happened to be like the second person to respond to the thing. And immediately <laughs> he sends me his, uh, voice reel and it's amazing it, like the diversity of characters that he has in this thing is freaking insane so i'm like okay of course i have to have this guy he did one of the harder voices that i needed for the show in his reel which is a character called the mole who i will not talk about <laughs> until the next season comes out but october 14th we'll be able to talk about it and you'll understand the talent that is arthur romeo but like the second time I talked to him, we talked on the phone, 
and he just straight up recited that scene from the Lion King. It was un- oh. unreal. I just can't fathom that that guy's talent, and he's such a fucking gem that we are so lucky to have. It's it's uncanny. I I mean, just having him on on this show a couple weeks ago was. A just it was probably just the best episode of the show ever. Um, <laughs> so nice. No, and not a, not a shot at anybody else I've had on the show. But if you haven't listened to that one, oh man, I mean he comes right in off the bat, pulling out four or five different characters without even me prompting him to, and it's so seamless the way he is able to transition back and forth. That's wild. It's it's, it's <laughs> crazy. Um, and then we've got uh, Catherine Duncan plays the role of Naomi. Yeah. Catherine's an awesome, now, awesome person. How did you now how, did you have a prior did you know her from before or did you meet her through doing this? Yeah, we uh we met when I was living in Charleston and um just like through friends and stuff and we got along because she was like, do acting, I'm gonna move to LA and I was like, okay, cool. Well that's sort of similar goals. So we have been friends for several years now um she moved to la similar timing as me and um when we were putting this thing together it just didn't click in my head like oh we should immediately go to Catherine because she she's a really busy person uh works like five jobs or something and um you know i'm like we're an hour separate so it just like didn't click in my head um and through some crazy random circumstances we were in a time pinch we needed someone to fill the role um i approached Catherine because she's got a she has an excellent voice she has always wanted to be an actress and she has knocked it out of the park with naomi like beyond anything that i could have like expected for the character i had one idea for what i wanted naomi to be and she took it a totally different direction, but I love the hell out of it. And uh, what what's cool about working with Catherine is um, she puts so much work into the character and, like, perfecting how she says everything that it, it makes things so easy for me. She came to our first recording session, and she had, like, this list of 50 interesting facts about Naomi Sky and, like, her backstory and, like, down to what kind of face cream she uses every day and kind of music she likes to listen to her star sign and everything and I was like god you are perfect to really tear into this character's head because uh Naomi she's gonna get a lot more interesting as things go on she's already very interesting because she's the only witch in the entirety of this area but like her mental state is fragile. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see what she does because she she brings a whole level of forethought to her character that uh, I wish everyone would do. That's why. All right. Well, fuck you too. Um. <laughs> hey, man, you don't need to come up with backstory <laughs> because true. it's yours. <laughs> it's true. Um, and and you're you're going to be introducing um some new characters in season two. Season two is coming up here in October. Um, yeah, we, we 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 teased one earlier. We won't go into any detail about um any any uh, anything from season two. You'd feel okay telling people about now, or is everything pretty tight under wraps? 
I'll uh, I'll be as general about season two as I can because um, I think a lot of the cast members have been excited and posting that they're in it, but no one has shared character details. But mm. um, the whole point of season two is understanding the greater world of the dome and the other people who live inside of the zone. Um, so it's it's going to be a different season than the first one in a lot of respects because you don't have near as much serious or near as much Naomi, but um, we have this... This is a crazy number, but we are introducing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven characters next season Jeez. over the course of 10 episodes who are 10 minutes or less. Um, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's a daunting thing. I like to think I did it gracefully. We will see. But um, yeah, we it's... Season two is going to be very much setting up some really big events and things through understanding who else we're dealing with here in the dome. So, uh, I think yeah. that's I think that's actually a really clever way to take to look at it because if you look at a lot of television shows that are plot centric like this, be it a, a superhero show or just a regular drama show. That tends to be how a lot of it goes. Like that first season is like here are here, here's your main set of core characters. Mm-hmm. Here's what they're about, and it's kind of them coming to terms with the world they're in. And then season two is taking that character and really throwing them into the and throwing them into the fire and intro, and building that world out. Um, so I guess would you say season two is going to have a lot of world building? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say that's actually really fair. Um, I, it's not traditional world building, I guess. It's more because um, yes, there are some things that you, that are going to be very impactful on the greater world as we understand it. Um, but there, for the most part, it's going to be like a, a bunch of character studies of like I don't, I don't really know how to phrase this but like the seven that we have teased in the last episode of um season one Mm -hmm. where they go through the list you know the zombie the witch the mole i don't want to name the others um the the seven are who you're gonna see and those are the people who have piqued the interest of the uh the watchers so it's more like understanding different tactics i guess of survival and looking at a few different ways that people could have gotten up to this point of like one year into the zombie apocalypse they're still alive and they have very clear defined goals moving forward each and every one of them and like understanding that (laughs) for the most part those goals ain't gonna mesh too well so yeah and you've you've had a hell of a launch from season one um, mm. to be getting a five having an overall five star rating on Apple Podcasts, being featured on a couple different uh, hot <laughs> lists on Apple Podcasts in in just yeah. in just what six seven weeks. Yeah, it was um, 
it's it doesn't it's not even that long because it's only been five weeks. We launched weeks? last month on the nineteenth. So, <laughs> so a month and five days, and it's it's it, the, the the listener stats are are crazy, and the attention one thousand one hundred and eleven total plays. That's nuts. <laughs> In five weeks, that is that's nuts. That is much more than I ever really would have thought for this little for a brand project. new a brand new podcast. That again, sorry for yawning. That again, only um, clocks out at about an hour. Yeah, you know, I mean it's over, super short. But. Over over ten episodes. That's 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 crazy. And and yeah, the it seems like the the, the listener response has been great. You recently did a uh, like a t shirt promotional campaign. Thing, yeah, it's actually still going for a few more days. Um, uh, what's that? The last day for this little promotion thing is on the 30th. So, um, yeah, you have a little bit more time if you hear this and you want to get a shirt. Because um, we're doing a, a smaller version of a crowdfunding thing. Because I know not everyone has a, a ton of money. But um, we I wanted to find a way to give people a little bit more of something as far as crowdfunding goes because i am really busy (laughs) for like the foreseeable future both working on dead serious working a full-time job as well as going back to school to finish up my degree so um i'm I'm busy i have a lot going on but i really want the show to continue to grow and get better and um i also wanted to find a way to like I don't know, give give something in exchange for anyone who was willing to put any money on the line to help us do that. So I um, I found this thing through Custom Inc. that lets us put together a limited edition t-shirt that you can go buy, and the money from that goes directly back to helping the show. As, as much as I would love to have the time to like really sit down and do like a full Patreon where I'm giving you guys all kinds of extra crazy content and stuff. I, I don't personally have the ability to do that for another little while. I'll get there. But for right now, when we are experiencing this ridiculous growth, um, I, I wanted to be able to give something in exchange for crowdfunding. And, and this seemed like the best possible way. So people can get a t-shirt and we get, <laughs> some money to grow the show and uh, we've sold eight so far um and we've raised roughly um 200 and something dollars to play with and uh that's great (laughs) i mean people i think people are often surprised until they do it for themselves and they realize how much a little can go a long way um whether it's as simple as leaving a rating and a review on a podcast or buying a shirt it, it little things like that make a much bigger <laughs> difference than they probably realize oh they really help it helps keep my website up and growing it helps um just give us all the materials that we need to continue producing this thing we can put a little bit of that money into advertising and stuff getting people who don't have equipment equipment because uh, we're recording across five states to make this thing happen so yes, um, that's that's not a lie it's between ohio <laughs> California, South Carolina, Nevada, this? and Colorado. Jeez. Yeah, aye, we're aye, aye. <laughs> we're no small thing, but it's uh, 
those donations really would help us build the thing to a bigger level because we've got great numbers and we've only been doing social media stuff with that. So that, that is yeah. wild. Like, like the bulk of our, the bulk of our marketing has been on Instagram. That's really that. where the bulk of it has been. And that seems to be where we've gotten the most consistent traffic as well. Um, well like it's, our, everyone who's listened has been so incredibly supportive and it's, it's been a lot of like friends and family and um, there's a, I mean, I'm going to like probably throw a little bit of shade here. Um, there, there's this thing that, that um, I, I don't know if it's a mentality or what it is, but when we see our, our friends or whatever um, doing their own creative thing, for whatever reason, people tend to kind of ignore it a little bit. And um, it, it's just a weird little mentality thing. I don't, I don't know exactly what it is, but it is definitely hard even within those closest to you to get people to pay attention to the things that you're doing. So the fact that everyone has supported this project the way that they have is really, really deeply meaningful to me because no one had to spend that hour listening to this show. No one had to give the reviews that they did. No one had to like tell anyone else about this thing or support it like they did, but a ton of people have we and it's um wild and supportive and um i really can't thank people enough for taking the time to just look i mean that's that's huge and uh everyone's got busy lives so it, it's really hugely meaningful when anyone it doesn't matter who listens to something that you're doing pays attention to something that you're pouring your soul into because uh I'm pouring everything I got into this project right now. <laughs> I I've known you I've known you for seven years now, and I cannot I've never seen you put as much into any project as I have seen you with this one, and I've <laughs> and I've I've worked alongside you, doing radio shows, making films that have won awards, um, other projects here and there, and. The amount of dedication you have had to this has been unlike anything I've seen come out of you in a long time. And it's also <laughs> at the same time, not not that the things you've done in the past haven't been successful. Again, you, you mm. won a Best Picture Award with at a film festival. But to see the continued level of, of success you're having with this show so fresh into it is, is really something to behold. Well, I'm kind of... Thank you. That's really fucking kind of you. But um, I, I'm sort of coming at this with um, new energy, I guess you'd say. That sounds ridiculous. But no, it really is like this whole new mentality and deal for me. Because, um, hell, you said it. I, I make stuff all the time. And I, I try very hard to be quality and everything. But... um. There's there's just been certain factors and circumstances in my life that has deterred me from really going all in on something like this. I've had ideas, you know, and thoughts and concepts that I would have loved to just do give everything to like I'm doing now, but um just too many factors didn't let it happen. And um after a few years off from making anything a few years off of like 
just being me, I guess. I kind of took a few year break from being myself. Um, hopping back into it with everything that I've experienced over the last few years and uh, really getting myself and my life into a much healthier place has landed me in this spot where I am in Los Angeles. I, I am married to an incredible person and um, I have this new clarity and peacefulness about myself where I can just like just really attack this thing head on because uh, I, I, I've got I've got nothing to lose. I've got nothing to gain really either on this project is the other side of it. I'd love to see it like take off and skyrocket and be able to pay the people who are helping to make this thing. But for me, this is just like this experience of I'm, I'm making a story, building a world, just getting into it and uh, putting it out there is, uh, is totally new and weird for me to like really just dive full force into it. And uh, it's letting my, my brain, which um, I don't know if we've really talked about how my head works, but um, it's allowing this energy and thoughtfulness that I have to like really channel into something and make it what it's becoming. So my brain goes a, a million fucking miles an hour. <laughs> no, it, it, really, it really does. I mean, the number of projects I've seen you start and... I, I don't want to use the words drop, but like move on from in the last year alone. You're, you're <laughs> f for, for you, finding a project to work on is kind of like finding a pair of shoes. You're, yeah. you, 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 you try a bunch, they don't work. You, 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 you move on until you find the one that fits just right. And then I, I've mastered the art of killing my darlings. <laughs> that's, 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 we've, we've talked about that before. That's a tough, that's a tough thing to master because so many times we want to, hang on to things as creative types as long as we can because we think there's just something there. But yeah. sometimes you just got to learn to to move on. Well, I think that's the beauty of this is like, um, yeah, I've had a lot of projects and stuff and I've started them with like, oh, excuse me, different intentions and ideas and I don't know, mentalities about them. This one was more like just, I approached it with such clarity of like, this is something that I thought of a long time ago that I thought would be fun. And uh, I was like, I don't, I don't give a shit where it goes. It's just fun and interesting to me. And uh, it's, it's something that I can play with so much. It's like my own little sandbox that I could just like keep playing with and building in. Cause uh, that's the unfortunate strength of my brain. Uh, you see what I did there? Fun phrasing. <laughs> I, I just kind of go, go, go with the, with ideas and whatnot. And if I can channel that into one like stream, I can keep building this thing up. And I uh, found something that my brain has like clicked with to just hold on to and channel onto instead of just like this idea, this idea, this idea, hanging on to these other things that just aren't really clicking completely. It was, uh, that is a weird distinction to find between a project that like is cool, but your brain doesn't do like that. Yes, this thing versus like, this is cool and it feels right. Let's move forward with this because you could start something and it feels right. And then as soon as you hear the thing after you started it, you're like, 
oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't work at all. This one, it was like, I, I started the thing, I sent it to some people because I was like, this this might have something. And uh, I, I don't know how to explain making that choice other than it's a feeling that you get. And um, if you have a brain like mine where it's just idea, 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 finding something to sink your teeth into is really vital to building something cool because you can make a hundred eh things or you can make one fantastic thing. You're probably going to have to take a hundred eh things to get there to find that thing. But uh, yeah, that was all very abstract. Well, but, you, <laughs> but, you, but you know what? That, that process you, you, you talk about of, you know, you don't know it until you, I mean, you really don't know what's going to work for you until you actually try it. And, and a lot of that is the same with, like for me with joke writing, um, I can sit there and write jokes and they might sound funny as shit to me in my head, but until I actually try them out and say, <laughs> and say them with actual words, yeah, you know, I mean, and it's also the opposite effect. I'll, I'll get a joke stuck in my head that I know is dumb, that I know is a terrible, terrible <laughs> idea. And how dare I have that idea? But until I actually tell that joke and let it die on stage, I'll never be able to get it out of my head. For more information, right. for more information, see my joke about the letter Y. Um, oh God! What? Okay. I had, yeah, a, had a joke. About, had a joke about the letter Y, and I was like, "This sucks. This is awful. This is the worst joke I've ever written." I have to tell it, or I'm never going to get it out of my head. Um, <laughs> and 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 that seems to be kind of the way you approach things, though. Is you're going to sit there and you're going to try everything. Yeah. Until you find the one that sticks. I mean, why wouldn't you try anything, everything, like, mm -hmm. that comes in your brain? We got a very finite amount of time on Earth. Might as well mm -hmm. just go nuts with it. Do the things you want to do. Try everything you want to try. Make yeah. everything you could possibly ever want to make. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Just move on. Don't let it hurt you. I think every writer I've ever talked to has always said, just write everything that comes into your mind, even if it's terrible. Because if you don't write it, it's just gonna sit there, and at least certain a friend of mine sent me a script that they thought was terrible, and uh, they still think is terrible. But it is friggin' hysterical and actually pretty quality. And uh, yeah, well, I I'm might sorry. be talking to him right now. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I, I I absolutely hate the idea I had for that script, and I wrote it, and now I'm looking at it just kind of like, son of a bitch, this is good, and I hate that it's good, but it's a fucking <laughs> I haven't I haven't touched it in weeks, but because I've been working on on a new film script. But yeah, I, I mean it happens. It, That's it still does. The point. You tried it, it. You did it. I did, and I might revisit it. I, I the, main, I, the main reason I haven't gone back to it is I have nothing else for it right now, because I got because I, I got the idea out of my head. Yeah, exactly. I got, I, I got the idea out. I worked it on a paper. I wrote I wrote a stinger for an animated show, and and everyone I shared it to said it was really fucking funny, and that made me really angry. Um, <laughs> you scratched that itch while it was there. That's... I did. I, I scratched it, and now it's on paper. And if I ever decide to revisit it, it's there. the The bones are laid. Um, yeah, there you go. But I also See, had a billion other ideas, so I'm writing all of them. That's the exact process that I'm talking about. It's <laughs> just going for that. Follow the inspiration where it comes, and you will go to places. Philosophic rant. God damn it. <laughs> happens on this show a lot. Um. Well, Travis, congratulations on everything with Dead Serious Season 1. You've Same got, to you, Mike uh, Shea, producer I, and actor. 
oh well i didn't i don't like to toot my own, like toot my own horn but no seriously <laughs> like like i wish we had some fucking champagne that we could toast via via webcam right now um because holy shit uh who who would have thought that that this fun podcast idea would have taken off the way that it did um and i cannot wait to see again like i've i've read the scripts for season 2 I can't wait to see how they all come together with everyone's uh, everyone's the new characters, especially yeah. the stuff, the, especially <laughs> the stuff that I've already heard. Son of a bitch! Um, creepy. Fucking hey. Arthur. Fucking Arthur. All, all, all I'm gonna say is just Arthur Romeo is gonna be the star of season two, three, four, five. Um, Onward and upward. <laughs> I will Arthur, say one last thing on that note. Just yeah. if season two isn't completely for you. I promise that season three is where we're really going to start taking off with things. Yeah. Season two is a bit of an experiment, so we'll see. But, but, but have, all we can say is if you've, if you've stuck with us this far, have faith in us going forward. Cause our favor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Travis, thanks for coming on and talking about, I'm glad we got to finally talk about this on the show. Yeah, for um, sure. This is great. It's always and, fun to be here. Uh, it's always good to have you here, man. Especially considering you kind of fucking work here anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but guys, make sure you check out uh, Travis. Where can the people find uh, Dead Serious stuff online? Uh, it's Dead Serious Pod. Sorry, at Dead Serious Pod on Instagram. And I think the same on Twitter with an underscore thrown in there somewhere. You'll figure it out. And then www.deadseriouspod. That's our website where, like, it's our central hub for everything. So go there. And uh, if you want to listen to it, you're probably already on iTunes or something. Just I find mean, it. It's everywhere. Yeah, we're on <laughs> Apple, Google, uh, Overcast. Um, Radio Public. Radio Public. Are we on Spotify yet? Yeah, we're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're working on Stitcher. Probably never going to be on iHeartRadio. No, our release thing doesn't work for that. iHeartRadio so. is strict. It's, yeah. only by, it's only by some loophole that I get to be on there. Hey, they're uh, lost. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah, make sure you guys go check out the Dead Serious podcast, uh, Memoirs of an Undead Loser. <laughs> I love that Sorry. so much. I love it so much. I really do. Uh, find it wherever you can find podcasts online. Go to the website, deadseriouspod.com. Uh, Travis, thanks again for coming on the show, man. Always a pleasure, Mike Shea. <laughs> All right, guys, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Basement Lounge. As always, you can check me out online. Go to my website, MikeSheaComedy.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MikeSheaComedy. And don't forget to check out everything else going on with this podcast. Go to anchor.fm slash basementloungepod. We got new episodes of Monthly Movie Madness coming up soon. Monthly Movie Meltdown. I always do that. Monthly Movie Meltdown <laughs> with me and Travis coming up in a couple weeks. 3M's um, movies is in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we just dropped the new Mike Talks movies on Tuesday with me talking about Rambo Last Blood and all kinds of other new stuff coming up here soon. So check it all out. T-shirts. Then, stickers. T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, go to tpublic.com. Uh, there's a link to that down in the description. We now have a merch store up for the Basement Lounge if you feel so inclined. T-shirts, stickers, even cell phone cases. Yeah, that's a, that's nice. Thing. Yeah. Hey, look, the new, iPhone, the, the new iPhone's coming out, folks, or is already out. Uh, yes, I won't be buying it. <laughs> uh, I'm tempted. Um, check all that stuff out, guys. And if you feel so inclined, by no means do I do I want to guilt anybody into it, but there is a Patreon for this show, patreon.com slash basementlashpod. It's a $1 tier. Um, there's just some fun stuff in there. But 
The main thing you can do to support this show is go to the Apple Podcasts app, scroll down, and leave us a rating and a review, and let us know what you think of the show, and that helps us get attention from Apple, just like it did for Dead Serious. Dead Serious is living proof. So Yes. Well, now that, living. Ha-ha. 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 It's undead proof. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. And with that lame-ass pun, I will bid everybody farewell. We'll be back again next week with a new episode. Until then, as always... Live well, rock on, take care, and bye-bye.